On this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I discuss what makes a better listing and what makes a better agent. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to that time of the week you've been waiting for. It is another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is your co-host, Notorious notorious Rob Hahn. And with me, as always, the fabulous Greg Robertson. Hola, Rob. <laughs> Hola. I think you were doing a little dance. I think I missed it. I, I, I'm hoping the video picked up on it. because It's kind of like, you know, well, I think it should be focused on you and then they can come to me. But uh, I was just trying to get my, I was kind of getting my juices up here, getting my, my state of uh, energy yeah. going. Yeah, it was sexy. That's a, I don't know if sex is the right <laughs> word. Yeah. Uh, let me rephrase Yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So uh, it's been a good week, man. I mean, uh, our last episode with Kevin Oakley was, I thought, very well received. Oh, yeah. Pretty thrilled about that. Um, I just love those times when, you know, I think, you know, just us having conversations and and pulling things out, you know, pulling that thread of that sweater. um, And by bouncing ideas off of you, I, I learned a ton. But, you know, opportunities like, you know, um, I forget the mortgage guy we talked to before, like last year. Yeah. Um, um, I forget his name. But, you know, that conversation gave me a way more insight to stuff like mortgages I didn't know about. And um, mm-hmm. with new home stuff, um, you know, I think being in residential, all of us, we just don't, that world is really kind of foreign. And yeah. man, it's just, it's such a great thing to have a conversation with somebody who's really an expert at it. Yeah, yeah, that can kind of get it down to my little pea brain. Um, so yeah, hats off to Kevin. If nobody, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, or you got to watch on YouTube because of the, the charts. I think so. You got to do that. The charts yeah. are great. Yeah, it was a I great agree. job. And maybe uh, we'll put something in our show notes here for a link back to that episode. Uh, it, it was really great. So, so yeah, and hoping all of our future guests will be that interesting, exciting, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that might be. But uh, yeah, so it's back to just you and me. And uh, for those watching on YouTube, as you can see, today is uh, Rob and Greg both wearing hat days. Because last, oh. last week it wasn't. You know, we were both we were both bare. Sans hat, yes. Sans hat. Um, but there's so you know, I think one of the things is we were talking. Maybe we would do this week's episode as kind of an Inman preview, and then it turns out neither of us are going to Inman. Yeah, I'm so right. bummed. I I haven't missed uh, New York, Inman, New York, uh, except for the pandemic, and yeah, probably ten years. And then I was going to moderate a couple panels, and I had to say no to that. It's just I got too much going, and I got some dental, <laughs> I got a tooth problem. Wow. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, Hopefully that doesn't affect next week's <laughs> podcast. But if I talk if like this, then you're going to know it. Well, better yet, do you think you could like get some of the laughing gas thing? You know, like... <laughs> I got my own laughing, uh, you know, drugs here that I could. It could be like an amazing episode if we just have you high the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, what is what, it, what? How do you know I haven't been high before? That's the real question. <laughs> there is that. There's no, that. we should but... do like you know one one of these things is like uh, this other podcast I listen to has. Uh, their end of the year one is like, um, they're you know they have some adult beverages and they're supposed to drink in a certain amount um, during the episode and, and it gets yeah. kind of crazy at the end. So maybe something yeah. like that. There's a the podcast that I really like called Time Suck mm-hmm. with uh, this comedian named Dan Cummins and I I'm pretty sure one of his episodes he took something like it was like DMT <laughs> or you know something. <laughs> And like the whole episode, it's on YouTube as well. You just see him getting completely like stoned, completely hammered, high, trying to do the show. It's it was quite amusing. That's hilarious. <laughs> we yeah. won't be doing that because yeah. I'm you know say no to say no to drugs, kids. Say no to okay, drugs. Yeah, but exactly bourbon. I I could see trying to do some bourbon. You know, for some evening recording, maybe one of these days. So, having said that, there is some news out there. Uh, and I thought uh, we might start off with uh, one of your favorite topics, which is that the number of realtors have hit an all-time high. And I know you've always looked at that number as like a health of organized real estate. So what's your reaction, Mr. Robertson, as to the number of realtors hitting an all-time well, high? Well, I, um, <laughs> I think the uh, 
The NAR membership, NAR membership is going out with a bang. <laughs> right. This is <laughs> this is the fourth straight year of of increased numbers. Um, and again, we we talked about this, you know, probably at length on this this podcast. But it's mm-hmm. now at one point six, right? So it's about if I'm looking at the article correctly, that's up one point three percent, one point three seven percent from last year. Um, yeah. I think you know. This more dues paying members makes NAR a, a more formidable organization. Um, it's good for, you know, the business of, you know, if you're a vendor, it's a good business. Uh, that's all this, you know, if you're a member of an MLS or an association, it's good for them because, you know, they're, they're all driven by, you know, agent membership fees or agent subscription fees, things like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as we go into, um, what everybody seems to think is going to be a very tough year in organized real estate. Um, we might see that number dip. I don't know how much. Um, but then again, like, you know, and I've said this before, it's like, this is so wacky what's going on right now. And even now knowing, you know, having talking to Kevin, adding this new, new home, you know, sales component to it, but typically in a recession, you know, you would find the number of realtors climbing, but I don't think, I think that the media is, is really pushing this narrative that real estate is like, you know, a bubble or it's, you know, it's, it's hurting. I don't know if, if, if you, if you've been laid off because of recession um, and the media is saying how bad real estate is that you're going to go in to become a realtor. Right. So there, is, I'm sure there's some, some, some bullish people that are saying it might go up. Typically recessions, uh, the number of realtors grow, but um, you know, I, I just don't, I don't think so. But again, God, it's, we can't compare these times to, plus they're, you know, low inventory. Um, you know, as we talked about, there's a smaller pie. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, I think, to see what, what happens here. Have we made a bet on this? What, what, what nope. was our, what was our golf bet before? It was, uh, uh it wasn't golf. It was dinner and it was, it was four dinner. and a half million transactions. That's right. Transactions. Okay. Well, here yeah. we are again. And okay. I'd love to hear everybody else. Let's let's get a let's get a, a another steak dinner bet. All right, all right, all right. And the number, uh, okay. So oh, yeah, this wait, number. Wait, hold okay, on. Go so, ahead. so here's let's let's set this straight. NAR, right? Their finance committee is projecting 2023 to end at 1.47 million. Okay. So that's NAR's projection. Okay. okay. So now, right. what's what's the over under line you want to give me? 1.47. I'm going to say over. No, I'm saying what's the line you want to give me? Is that the line? We're going with that yeah. line? Yeah. I'll take the under. Yeah. Okay. So boom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take the under. Okay, I think it'll be, be closer to 1.3. I think, you know, I think it's, I don't think it's going to move much from from that. I think it's going to be a little over. I think they're being conservative. So, man, I'm just trying to think of what kind of wine am I going to have with all these steaks that I'm going to be having in the future. I know, right? Jesus, it's going to be a cab, I mean, of just course. Just pick a good but, one since you'll be paying yeah. for it. I mean, well, I, <laughs> you know? Look, so let me let me give you my rationale because that's obviously us just picking a number. It's not that interesting. So, actually, you start. You're taking the over at 1.47. What's your rationale? I think anytime these guys give numbers like that, they're very conservative on it, right? So they they know something a little bit more than we know. So they're gonna, um, they're gonna they're they're gonna like shoot it lower a bit. Um, that's one rationale, and and you know again, if we if we if it is if we're going to a recession, I mean, historically that's you know that's been proven that that the, the membership goes up. So I think they're that that's gonna cushion any losses they're having because of the market itself. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I'll, I'll go with that. Okay. okay. So if I could, if I understand your if rationale. If I could contraire to you. Right. Mr. One is purely inside baseball. You just think NAR is being conservative. So you just figure NAR is correct. So it's going to be a little bit higher. And on the other hand, in a recession, the number of realtors increase. Um, so therefore, Adjusting for any sort of down, you think it'll be over one point four seven? Is that pretty good? Summary? Well, I mean, there's there's um, there's some more kind of uh, you know four dimensional chess that I've got going in my head that I, I can't reveal all my secrets to you, <laughs> Rob. But that's what I'm ready to present right, to you today. All right, all right. So I'm going under one point four seven because uh, there's some studies, there's some research. I wish I had a link or something. 
that shows that the it's not the economy per se, it's not transaction, but there's a pretty tight correlation, time shifted, between the number of listings and the number of realtors. So since I expect the number of listings in 2023 to be, I don't know, dramatically lower, I mean, we'll say 30 to 40% lower than 2022, you take in the lag effect, you take in the fact that once you have joined, once you have gotten your license, once you have paid the dues, you know, you have no reason to leave, you have no reason to quit. Um, and, you know, a lot of those association dues come due sort of towards the end of the year. So I think we're going to see somewhere like 15 to 20% losses based on that. So it should get wow. closer to the 1.2, 1. 1.3 1. wow. is what I'm thinking. Got it. You know, now that you describe it your the way you describe your thought process, I'm even more secure in my and my brain. Right on. So, right on. Um, so this yeah. is fantastic. I feel- Pick out the wine, sir. Pick, gonna out, pick the out the wine. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. I've been- I've been, I was going back right, back and forth between ribeyes and New York, so I'm on a New York kick right now. So Yeah, we'll have to I see. Mean, we didn't talk about location, so that's, uh, you know. I'll come that, to Vegas for a steak. I'll come to, I'll come, I'll come to Vegas come for to a Vegas steak. Vegas for a steak. We have great yeah, steakhouses okay. here. You know, that's take right. Those. <laughs> take care of those. Um, all right. So that's the uh, realtor numbers news, and I yeah. guess we need to have some sort of steak bet. Um, the other sort of Ooh, I, you know, I got another so idea unusual. for our next bet too here sorry go ahead Ooh, okay well actually let's just jump into it. what's what's your idea well let's no see. i think it goes along with the next story we're going to talk about so let's let's okay. segue after okay so the next i think major sort of story i think is this um zillow's finally announced i mean you know we know that they were talking about it you and i have talked about zillow's sort of media play they've announced that they've launched it i believe in Four markets, I want to say. Hold on, let me look yeah. at the story here. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, part of the super app. So showing time plus listing media services in Milwaukee, Atlanta, Dallas, and Los Angeles. I mean, well, that's they, part we of the story. We saw this coming, right? Yeah, so, there was two, two parts of the story. It was this with their listing media services and then giving a bit more detail on their listing showcase product, mm -hmm. which has yeah. not been a launch yet, but they say is, is coming soon, right? So within, yeah. I think it said there within, before Q2 or Q2, uh, it's looking like. Okay, so what's, is there anything new to really discuss here? We knew that, we knew that they had to do this. We've already talked about you know, Zillow has to do something in order to sort of compete with what CoStar is offering on Homes.com. I on, saw on. on your okay. Twitter, right. right? I saw that yeah. you had posted something on Vendor Alley saying, uh, did Zillow just build Homes.com 2.0? Well, that's what I'm saying. That, I think that's the story that we haven't talked. We, we've talked about how, and again, this is, we, don't, we have no confirmation here really, except that like, you know, kind of what Andy was saying and, and, mm -hmm. and Andy Florence was saying was that they're looking towards, you know, uh, offering, you know, it's going to be your listing, your lead. And then, so that, that takes out, you know, lead generation as far as a revenue for them. And what they're going to do is, is stuff like offer content marketing services and, um, different listing differentiation, differentiation. Like, I don't know if, if they're going to have a jumping around logo across a house or, or whatever it is, but some way of differentiating yeah. people's listings. So, we know that's a strategy. We're like, ooh, well, what's 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 Zillow, you know, what's Zillow going to do? I mean, um, but that was what they were announcing, and and what I was kind of jumping to was, um, how is how is Zillow going to react, right, to what it appears, you know, that Homes.com is saying they're going to to do and launch a new Homes.com with that kind of thing, and then we've we saw that. Um, Zillow bought a kind of a you know, VFX that does a lot of content v stuff. VRX, yeah, VRX, VRX with yeah. uh, drones and photography and floor plans yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And what I was what I was commenting on is like, well, freaking CoStar hasn't launched the the new real uh, homes.com for which they were going to do these services, and and Zillow has already at least half of it as far as the content creation stuff. Uh, is already launching it. I mean, it's in foreign markets right now, and the the listing showcase will come. It's, it looks like in Q two, but um, I'm just marveling, and I, I I mean, I think it's impressive. 
I mean, the execution of these things before even <laughs> before this this other you know this other site now really has to compete against what Zillow is offering, mm-hmm. right? It's just it's just flipped the narrative in a sense, right? So mm-hmm. I yeah. thought that was substantial. I mean, we talk about this, but the fact that they're they're actually executing before Homes.com is executing before CoStar is executing, I thought was something interesting. Okay, I I, I got nothing. Nothing. You got me. nothing. I got nothing because you're right. Like you know, I suppose the impressive thing is that Zillow kind of got it done this fast. Yeah. I guess in my mind, it doesn't feel that fast because we've known about this for what you know, at least a year, maybe. Well, we have, but the the, the fastness is that they've done it before Homes.com, which which well, gets me to my. Well, I don't no, know if they did it before Homes.com. Oh, just, where's the new Homes.com? No, what I mean, like what I mean is the 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 this specific piece, the photos and you know aerial drone shots and whatever. I mean, CoStar has been working with contractors. They recently brought all those people in house, so we know that they were doing something. For a lot yeah, of but they haven't. You can't. You can't like uh, you know, as they say with the Showing Time Plus, press a button and order these services. I mean, I've mm-hmm. I was looking at the site you know yesterday and this morning. I mean, you know, it's another thing is like. They have a download the homes.com app. I mean, isn't that supposed to be like HomeSnap? I guess they can't do that because HomeSnap's not everywhere. I, again, yeah. it, I'm, I'm, maybe, maybe I'm misreading things, but I've, I'm super excited about seeing what I thought was going to be a new portal, mm-hmm. right, for homes.com and, you know, and the agent side of things of, of them being able to do things. So uh, maybe I'm wrong on that, but um, that that's kind of what yeah, I've, I... I never got that vibe. From, I didn't get that vibe from listening to like the last earnings call from CoStar. Like, I I really think Andy Florence is playing the long game, you know. So he's investing in stuff like content and copyrightable stuff, and I'm sure they're working like crazy over Homes.com, right? Which is why they have that whole restructure with David Mealy coming back. Yeah, you know all that. I assume sometime this year there'll be a relaunch of Homes.com. Uh, if there isn't, it's because whatever, you know, they, they don't have the engineers, they can't find, it's taking longer. Um, I wouldn't put it past CoStar, because we talked about this in a previous episode. Okay, they raised $750 million. You're talking about making a substantial kind of game-changing type of acquisition. You know, look, if they're if they're really lagging behind sort of launch, relaunching Homes.com, I could easily see them going out and trying to bid for Redfin. You know, and just say, screw it. We'll just buy redfin.com. You know, hell with the brokerage. We don't care about that, right? We just want the website. You know, it's, I could see them trying to do something like that. You know, maybe they go buy realtor.com, whatever, right? But the, the, the key sort of key ingredient that overall strategy was the copyrightable content, right? Which is the photos and, uh, you know, sort of original created content, videos, aerial drone shots, et cetera. Yeah. And there's no question they had the lead on Zillow. Zillow, to their credit, was said, "Oh yeah, we're not we're not just going to let this happen. Let's go make an acquisition. We acquired VRX Media. They integrated that stuff fast enough into Zillow, so now they can offer it in these four markets. I think that's. I, I agree with you. Like it's well executed. You know, good job, Zillow. Does it change the overall strategic landscape that much? I don't think so. You know, maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe right. to your point." Because they're first now, when homes.com comes around, they're not going to have as wide open kind of a field to go talk to agents and brokers and be like, hey, if you list with homes.com, you have this listing package that you won't, you don't get on Zillow. Maybe we'll see. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I think that remains to be seen. And I think if they, and there's still an opportunity out there um, to uh, do what we predicted or about. Uh, VHT VHT owns Materport. Yeah, um, their stock is low. Maybe maybe Andy makes a, a purchase there. Sure, um, maybe. And and again, you know, I, it's it's funny. We we we. I think we got the prediction right. We just we chose the wrong company who was going to buy a a media company like that. So we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I you know. I don't know. I don't know the relative size. I don't know how big VRX Media is. Right. We don't know how many uh, employees CoStar brought on in-house to do media services for real estate agents. We just know that they did. Right? Yeah. We don't, I don't. So if it ends up like CoStar went and hired 15,000 photographers and VRX Media is only like 500 employees, then it's like, well, 
just because you didn't buy a company, if you hired 15,000 people, that's a much bigger deal than, you know, you bought a small company, right? So we don't know some of those details. But I'm going to agree with you. I don't – and we said this from the start. It's not like Zillow's just going to lay down and go away, right? Yeah. It's not like Zillow's just going to go, oh, my God, you know, CoStars enter our space. Time for us to fold up shop. Like, they're not doing that, right? They're going to compete, and they're really smart people. They're fierce competitors. I'm sure they're going to do stuff, and – you know, it's it'll be interesting to see. So now it's like, okay, co-star, next, your what's your next move, right? Yeah, what's your next? I move? mean, I'm more interested in like, you know, maybe we could kind of go back to like a base level of just this kind of listing showcase. You know, mm -hmm. some of the copy on the site reads: "Until now, online." This is a quote from the from the uh, Showing Time Plus site. Until yeah. now, online listings all conform to the same structure, the same structure. Listing showcase is a new style of listing to play that truly differentiates top tier agents, agents in their market. Right. So, um, you know, I have a bunch of questions here, first of all, because sure. like this is going back to the future, right? This is how kind of realtor.com and others have made money in the past where these, these listing, um, differentiator packages right you know uh, uh, but it, it was is as simple maybe as a uh, 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 a greater weight of a border around a listing mm. or they would bubble up to the top which i think you know fucking i know a lot of i hate that experience i want when i'm doing a search i want it to be in a the format so i'm seeing everything instead of anything else mm. um so but, you know, in this, if it's going to look like different, will it comply to IDX rules? Because back in the day, they weren't a broker. They're, with this, with IDX, there's certain rules about what's got to be displayed and everything else and how they handle that. So there's still a lot of questions out there in my mind. What 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 does it mean to, you know, truly differentiate um, your listings on a site or, or your, you as an agent? Yeah. Um, and, you know... They haven't announced it totally yet, but um, and how Homes.com is going to do it versus how um, Zillow is going to do it, or if they're, if if, if Homes.com is going to do it at all. I I'm sure they're going to do something, right? Yeah. But so I guess the question is this: like, I'm in agreement with you. You know, if the idea is that we're back to the early early days of the internet, you know, like the very first online portals, it's like. You know, remember the whole like, uh, what's that? What was that? What was that website uh, before, before Facebook? What was that big? MySpace. MySpace. GeoCities. Yeah. Remember those? Uh, GeoCities. Yeah, of course, GeoCities. Yeah. Remember all the like the sparkling, you know, yeah. like fonts and like all the garish colors and also because that was what the yeah. the the HTML allowed at the time. Say, so is that what we're talking about? Like, oh, here's a listing, but it's got rainbow colored. Like, does that? Is that differentiation? I mean, I well, guess. And, right? and I guess where I was, I, I trailed off there, but where I was going is, okay, so what do we know about this year? Still a supply problem, right? Sure. Right? We're we're still, I mean, even though with interest rates and everything last year, prices, prices are still up. There's mm -hmm. some adjustments being made, but they're still historically high. Mm -hmm. Affordability is like, you know, is nowhere, right? Nobody can afford yeah. to buy a home right now. Okay, so I'm an agent. I'm in this environment. I mean, do I need to do I need to buy a package that you know? And I don't. You know, again, we don't know exactly what is. Is that really going to truly make a difference? Um, I, step back one one step because I'm I'm yeah. with you. But here's what I mean. Okay, let's say I buy a package, right? How does that differentiate my listing? Like it's an online listing. Right. Like, unless we're talking about data that doesn't exist, right? Unless we're talking about the base package only has bed, bath, and price. If you want to know what type of appliances it has, then you need the premium package. Unless we're talking about something like that, I'm like, what exactly is the differentiation? Like, what, what could it possibly be? Right. That's what, almost what I'm asking. Cause I got to tell you, when I read this, I'm like, okay. You know, yeah, online listings have all been a certain way. It's like, yeah, because that's sort of the, the convention the industry fell into, and it's what works, right? So, okay, now with, you know, whether it's Zillow doing it with listing media service or CoStar doing it with whatever they come up with, I, I guess part of me is sort of like, what could it possibly be? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what could it possibly be? 
3D walkthroughs. Okay, I guess, right? Floor plans. Okay, I guess. But if I do a listing package and I go hire a floor plan company or I have my own Cubicasa account or whatever and I do a floor, like, is Zillow going to be like, no, no, you didn't pay for the package. You can't upload that. Like, I don't, I don't even understand what, what the differentiation could possibly be. Yeah. And like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and the other thing is, listen, I'm I'm looking for a four-bedroom house that's over 2,500 square feet that has at least three bathrooms and 92646. What? I mean, that's, that's you know, you can put bells and whistles on any fucking thing on there, but right. but the fact that you're you're not going to get me, you're not going to convince me to, to shave off another bedroom because <laughs> it looks prettier online <laughs> as far as the, the marketing you've done to the listings. I mean, it's... Right. Housing is such a personal choice. I don't know, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's only right. there's only certain buyers that you have, and they're not going to be yeah. dissuaded by a prettier listing or whatever. That 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 it, it it's just a weird. Uh, it's one of those things. It's like, are we about to discover why we stopped fucking doing this? <laughs> right? Like Homes.com comes in like they have to come up with a monetization strategy. His sure. is like content and and differentiation on the site sure. and. Okay, back to the future in a sense, right? But in a sense, he had to say it, that, right? But, no, but you're, we, you're right. We left that. We left yeah. that a long time ago. Have it, is it kind of one of the reasons? Like we have to. We've just forgotten how that doesn't make sense on any level. But you know, we had to do this because he had to come up with a fucking monetization strategy because he was he was putting a line in the sand. It wasn't going to be selling leads, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. damn. So let's see if we could actually kind of think about this by looking at a different asset category, right? Imagine like cars, right? Online listings of vehicles is again now 20 years old, right? You know, you go to whatever, uh, cars.com, you go to, you know, all these different, you know, aggregators, they have all these cars for sale, whether it's from dealers or not. And they all kind of, you know, let, let's face it, there's a convention that we're all used to, right? You have the photos, right? And then you've got like engine and drivetrain, you have all these and you have all these search. Okay. I guess what I'm wondering is, all right, how could you possibly make that different? Like what would have to happen for this car listing to stand out in some way? Not the car, right? Like, so it's two same cars, it's identical cars, two Honda Accords, right? How's one listing for a Honda Accord going to be somehow really differentiated, right? So I think about, okay, so could it be something like with this technology, you can now experience what it might be like to drive this particular Hondo cord down the street. So it's like a virtual, you know, test drive. But that's also content eh. that you can use in the next one too. Like, well, this one didn't have the drive content, but I, you know, it's the same fucking car. So I can take that experience and, and apply it to the other thing too. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, but you know, again, now, like, I don't, I don't like with this upgraded package, we're going to have, we're going to give you the new car smell. Like what could it possibly be? That that well, I mean, I, I think I think you know, the thing I think that it's going to be is like, and this goes back to my days of of um, pre-internet and and going into brokers' offices and you know balancing a projector on the side of a table yeah. to show my wares at the Tuesday broker meeting, and then there'd be me in the back, there'd be the termic guy, and there'd be the guy from the newspaper, right? Right. And a lot of times, it just becomes a me too thing where. Oh, the seller's going to expect me. It's you know, it's a it's a million dollar house. The seller's going to expect me to put a fucking ad on this in the newspaper. Mm -hmm. And it's just so there's that. There's a vibe yeah. of that. I mean, will it get into some sort of like, uh, you know, uh, uh, a one upsmanship? Yeah, yeah. Right. You know. So it's like, um, well, they you know they 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 don't they don't provide enhanced listings on Zillow. I do. Yeah. Right. You know, where it's just, it becomes yeah, this yeah. kind of bullshit, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that they can put on their, you know, resume or whatever on their, yeah, yeah. in their listing presentation to somehow differentiate themselves from everybody else because yeah. it's just another yeah. check mark they can say we do and it's, they do. It's, it's the QR code from back in the day. Right? Whatever. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you know, I'm going to put your listing on this QR code, you know. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So we're talking about differentiating agents from one another really it's not the listing it's that the agent can go to the client now here's some the details that we got is this listing media packages interactive and static floor plans virtual walkthroughs and even aerial photos 
uh, okay, I guess, right? Yeah. And I think then the to me, everything's going to come down to what's the cost, right? Right. So let me give an example. And, and I was thinking about this recently before a different project. So let, let me actually answer this by asking you. In your opinion, what is the most attractive real estate website you've ever been to? In terms of like the way it displays the listing info. Right. Um, well, I love the way that, um, <laughs> this will sound self-serving, but the way that our cloud products do um, listing result pages and especially our listing de detail pages, I think is, is the best out there. Um, okay. But as far as public facing sites, I mean, as far as, I mean, to me, it's two things, you know, that, that's what they always say. Design is not about just aesthetically how it looks, but how it operates. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, it's Redfin still. I mean, it's still Redfin. Uh, okay. Yeah. Look, I, I think I would agree with you, but a recent I saw a website that kind of made me rethink and kind of put them number one and it's concierge auctions, right? Oh, this wow. The, I haven't looked at them in a while. Okay. Is this the auction site that's owned by Sotheby's? Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. And Again, it's not about the auction piece. It's the way they present that listing on that website is pretty nice. And I get it, right? So I bring this up because, okay, concierge Well, those are auction. really high-end listings exactly. that they probably spend a lot of money on the you know, exactly. pictures and everything exactly. else. Exactly my point. So, yeah, it's Sotheby's, right? So these are your ultra-high-end. There was something in there for some, you know, like 200-acre ranch in Texas or something, you know? So you have this, the, the drone shots, but not just like a drone shot where it's just static flying over the house, like swooping. Like it was really well done. You know what I mean? It was almost like movie quality type stuff. The photography is amazing. You know, this is high-end architecture photography. The staging, everything is gorgeous. Yeah, but it's a $45 million property. Right. So the marketing, all of that probably cost that agent, you know, let's, let's just say... $25,000, right? So the interesting thing is, is Zillow with this listing media service, could they deliver, let's say 90% of that, of what the super high-end luxury concierge auctions people do at, let's say 10% of the price. So for $2,500, you can get, you know, almost 90% of what these super high-end luxury guys do. Now that becomes super interesting, right? Cause then it's, yeah, it but even bringing, it, right. Yeah, I mean, but like, what's the average medium home price now? Is it? It's four or something. Okay, I mean, so let's just, you know, just let's say the listing agent gets a, a point and a half. Right? Point and I a mean, half. Uh, you know, commission. Yeah, they're going to get two and a half percent. Okay, so. On average. Right, I mean, you know, $2,500 for all that stuff is a big fucking chunk out of that, right? Uh, unless, unless they're looking that, you know, the, the, what I've always heard from homes.com is the seller is going to pay for, for right. some of this too, which, which right. to me is boggles my mind. You know, the other way is it does say here how, um, truly differentiates top tier agents, top tier agents in their market. So agents, not, it's not saying listings this, um, but the, on an agent differentiation, what, mm -hmm. well, first of all, let me, let me, let me put a book into the other part. The best, I think, marketing you can do for your listing, what, what would you say the best marketing um, thing you could, uh, if you have those, all the things on there, what would be the best marketing for, for uh, a listing? Really high-end photography. I think it's price. I think well, you price it right. I mean, it doesn't, you have to do anything. I mean, that's what I'm, I mean, you're, you're looking at me you like that, call, but I've, I mean, yes, I know no, yes, you price can. is you part. Can. I know it's part it of the marketing, a, you know, a, it's a four a best, I get it. A price, you know, a, a, a listing that's priced properly in the market, that's the best thing you can do. Not these other, you know, unrealistic things that seller asked for or whatever else, just no matter how much lipstick you put on that pig, if it's priced wrong, it's a pig, right? So the best, mm -hmm. th best thing any agent can do is just price it right. That's, that's what I'm saying. Sure. Okay. Sure. Next. No, I, of course. Yeah. So how do you differentiate agents, right? So reviews, right? And But we all know reviews are bullshit. I mean, nobody's got a bad review as far as an agent. I mean, they wouldn't pu right. publish it. Um, the other thing is transactions, right? And I think didn't, and maybe we talked about this before, didn't Redfin at one point try to put out, you know, yeah. what 
everybody's transaction, the agents were, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, a, it was yeah. a spectacular yeah. failure because yeah. you didn't account for teams and, and things like that. Right. No, so, it wasn't even that. No, it was simply the MLS is like threatened to, you know, sue them and, you know, take them. No, to, I don't like, think that was the case. Look at the woodshed. MLS dude, that was absolutely the case. It wasn't because of. Don't make me was... Google this shit, dude. Don't make me Go Google ahead and this Google shit. it. No, that's what okay. happened. The MLS went, came down on Redfin like a hammer. No, I, I don't know if it was that. Okay, just uh, Redfin, Redfin, yeah, agent, agent ratings, you know, ratings. HR yeah. went through this and they almost got like clobbered, you know. Um, remember Drew at Homelight? Homelight got hammered because they were doing agent ratings. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, I don't, I can't, I can't do this and do that at the same time i'll find it and look, we'll put find, find it afterwards but look if you're listening to this thing and you remember you could go search for yourself redfin released this thing where you would, they were rating agents they were talking about agent performance and uh, i don't think it was i think they were trying to publish actual transaction numbers and maybe and, and agents like where freaked the transactions out. were yeah and yeah. agents freaked out because like no nope. well, i'm part of a team and it didn't, you know, you're saying I have it, zero it fucking transactions. It had very little to teams. Nah, man, it had very little to teams. It was the MLS's immediately contacted Redfin. And you keep doing this. We are going to cut you off. We're going to penalize you. We're going to sue you. Hmm. Yeah. And now they All could right. have claimed because this is misrepresentation, blah, blah, blah. But fact is, when Drew at Homelight tried to do this, same thing. When Bob Hale at HAR tried to do this, the HR membership threw a fit and they had to be like, no, no, we got to back off of this. Like, right. Okay. You know. So, so, I mean, that would be a way of differentiating the site is like, you know, cause that, I mean, let's, 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 let's go it this way. You're saying the MLSs would sue and everything else, but would, would you like to know how many fucking, if you're going to, you know, sign up with this agent, um, how many transactions they've done? Of course. Yeah, of course. Anybody would know. Course. You'd want to really know that, but of to course. get at that data, um, Many have tried, but many have failed. Right, so maybe, maybe that's maybe they're maybe they're going to come up with a way of, of making it making it succeed. They, they have the data; they're just not allowed to display it. Yeah, put it this way, uh -huh. right? Let's say you let's say you have a house to sell. So the listing agent comes in, you know, says hello, whatever listing package. One of the very first things that that listing agent is going to tell you is, "Hey, I've done five thousand transactions in this market." Right? They are proud to broadcast it. Okay. The problem is when the agent's coming in, they're like, I've done no transaction in this market. They're not going to broadcast it. Right? <laughs> and if you were to say, yeah, so I looked you up on, uh, on Zillow and it's, or Redfin, and it says here you've done no transactions in this market. You know, why should I give you the listing instead of the guy that was in here before you who did 5000 That's when that agent goes back, complains to the broker. Broker calls the, the MLS, calls the association, and then they call Redfin. It's like, you got to stop this. I mean, that's... What happened? That's what would happen today. Like, let's not kid ourselves about this, right? Yeah, I guess if you're an agent and you've got a listing and it's going on homes.com, and let's say homes.com, part of the value proposition, it lists any, you know, all the agents' transaction stuff. And I had zero listings and you, you, you publicize that next to my listing. I would be fucking pissed. <laughs> I'd be really pissed. Yeah, of course. So like, so that's, that's kind of what happened there. In terms of differentiating between agents, like, yeah. Stats, data, and this was Homelight. This was Homelight's overall business model. They're like, we want to provide transparency to agent performance so you can find the best agent in your market, blah, 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 blah. And then, oh my God, the backlash from the industry, right? Yeah. All and, right. Look, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm not trying to read the tea leaves, and I don't, you know, I, I, get, no, I'm, no. I can't. Here's the thing. So let's, let me steel man the case for those who hate on agent stats, right? So the steel man case there is you have lies, damn lies, and statistics, right? And you can't really showcase there, – there's a lot of misleading information around sort of performance stats, right? And I think I was one of the guys that first pissed off uh, – what's his name? Ben Caballero back in the day? Yeah, yeah. He was the like number the one number agent one in agent. World. Yeah, in the world, and it's like yeah. like whatever eight thousand transactions. I'm like, it is physically not possible, right, for a single agent to do that many transactions. It just it just can't happen. So what we all know is this is his team, right? He had these giant like, you know, uh, portfolio type deals, 
Yeah. And they just counting every one of those. Like, is that statistic real? Of course not. Right. But what else we got? And you, you come across it all the time. So, okay, this agent claims to have done 600 transactions and they're leaving out the 10 people they have in their team. And that agent personally only did 60 out of the 600 transactions, yeah. right? We don't have that kind of stat anywhere, right? Yeah. And anyone who tried to find out that kind of stat or keep track of that kind of stat would probably get in trouble, right? Yeah. So that's one thing. The other thing is, what do you mean by best agent, right? So you could have you could have a situation, and this is a steel man case, right? No, hold on. You before you go on, producer, what? Go ahead. <laughs> this will sound really stupid, but maybe some of the listings I have to say. I've heard this. I know what a straw man is. Yeah. Okay. But and I've heard other podcasts reference the steel man. Can yeah. you give me a definition? <laughs> because I, yeah, I don't know what, what do you mean by steel man, and I, maybe yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's, 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 no, you're, you're exactly right. Steel man basically is the opposite of straw man. So straw man is like you're, you are attacking like the weakest version of an argument. Yeah. So, so to steel man an argument is to like present the strongest possible case. Okay. Now I get right, it. Right. For yeah, that point right. of view. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the, so the steel man's the strongest possible case is you could have a top producer who's really, really great at doing your run of the mill, three bed, two bath, right? You know what? When it comes to like these super elite, super luxury, you know, uh, exclusive properties, that agent actually is not the best at handling those unique type situations. And for those unique situations, you need to go find somebody who's done twelve transactions last year, but all twelve were in the fifty million plus range. Right, you know what right, I mean? Like, right. yeah, what's so the you best? Can't, yeah, right. So you can't really just go by numbers. You can't just yeah. go by stats. Uh, same thing. You could have somebody who only did forty transactions. But all 40 transactions were in this two-block radius, right? And that agent really knows that development, that neighborhood. Yeah. That That's the steel man sort of argument against yeah, yeah. just performance stats. Right. right? And I think but there's I mean, some validity to that. Yeah. and but, but, but immediately when I asked you, like, would you like to see stats? I think all of us as consumers would love that. But I don't think they're going to have the nuance to understand right. exactly what you just said about right. what does that mean, right? Because right. – because they just could, like, yeah, they could go with the person that had seventy transactions, but none of them were relative to the kind of home that they're selling either, right? right. So, right. yeah, so there's, I mean, it is, it's such an interesting thing, like, just to start off with, is like differentiation, whether it's yeah. listings or agents. Mm -hmm. What you know, what what are we talking about? Maybe that's why, you know, you know, maybe that's why we've been there and done that before, but we have to relearn these lessons over and over again. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see for sure. You know, it'd be fun. So, and I bring this up because I've been watching a lot of these uh, cooking shows on Netflix, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like iron chef and yeah, yeah, Great yeah. British bake off and all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd be fun. Someone should do a reality TV show. That's not like selling sunset and all this glamour bullshit. I mean, like, like the best agent reality, like competition, like you have to write up this offer in the next 30 minutes. And then, you you know, and then some panel of judges would judge your offer <laughs> like like a skills test. <laughs> well, I mean, more there, there is a program on television on Netflix that Glenn Kelman was part of, but it was like the sellers themselves were pitching agents to buy uh -huh. or to take the listings. And I thought that was kind of odd. <laughs> I would love to see like, okay. And, and you see this on love it or list it as the closest to this is where, yeah, yeah. you know, they have a house. One age is trying to find the house for somebody else. The yeah. other one's trying to turn theirs into something. But, but I think where you're, where you're going at is interesting where, um, you know, uh, here's a house and here's four ages to give you their perspective of how they would market it. And then, they would compete for a seller, and then at the end, the seller picks one of the agents uh, in their marketing plan, right? Maybe. No, I was actually thinking even simpler. I was thinking like skills, like literally, okay, all of you need to draft an offer, right? You have 30 minutes to draft this offer, right? And then you give them like kind of the demographics. Here's your client. And then a panel of judges would judge your offer, right? And then determine well, which yeah, I guess best. I'm too I'm too close to this with the form stuff, and like a lot of times, what an offer is, you fill up, put a put a number on a form, and you, you <laughs> sign it and send it to them. So that's that's okay. the offer, so, right? So, so maybe yeah. it's like the showing, like the showing. It's like it's the same house, okay. and all four no, of you have to show good. 
this yes. house to the judges, right? Yeah. And the judges rate your showing skill. Yeah. Uh, negotiation, you know, so you have to negotiate against, uh, I don't know, some some well known Tom Ferry. You have to negotiate against Tom Ferry, right? Yeah. And then he will grade you on your negotiation skills, whatever it is, right? Like, yeah. It'd be it'd be fun to do a reality TV show talking about like realtor skill, realtor talent, you know, yeah. <laughs> like something like that. <laughs> Come I on, guys, like get that. on it. If you're listening, well, going back to you with the Adler days with the you know interviewing buyers and stuff and yeah. sellers. I mean that kind of that kind of content back again of like, dude, I I think now. you're direct. It, you know, uh, it's time for yeah. your direct to come back. You know, yeah. someone should it, do it. It would be interesting. This being so far out, maybe ten years now, of like mm -hmm. what consumer behavior is with with a full on millennial mm -hmm. um, spin to everything now, right? So what yeah. would, what would that what would that look like? Interesting. Yeah, I like that. Okay, do that. Why don't you do that, Rob? Let's let's get on it, man. If Lone Wolf wants to write me a check for thirty five thousand yeah, dollars, I'm happy to put one on because that's what <laughs> yeah. it costs to put one of those events on. You know. <laughs> <clears throat> I know. I think Thousand Watt is doing some of those some webinars with. Or some surveys with with that type of thing in mind, but it's not as sure. not live events or something, right? So I'm telling you, man. Like having done it, like it, surveys are cool, studies are cool, but there's really no substitute to like when a when a consumer is not in real estate. You know, they don't give a fuck, and like they're literally just telling you straight, like this was my experience, this is what I went through. You know, whether it's, oh, it's good scared or bad. straight, it's scared straight for real estate for sure. A right? little bit, but it's yeah. not all negative. Like there was some where it was really good, where where the consumer was like, my agent like really came through for me, and they did this, they did that, and that was great too. Just again, hearing it like right from them, there's a different feel, there's a different vibe than just reading it on a survey result or an NPS score or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for sure, yeah, someone should do it. It won't be me. You know. <laughs> I don't think, uh, you know, I doubt it's you. But if you are listening to this and you have some money and you have some event skills, I think this would be worth worth exploring. You know, let me know. I'll, I'll tell you all about it. I'll tell you how to do it. I'll tell you what it took, what we went through. I think you should do it, you know? Yeah. So. Okay. So what do we, what do we learn in the episode? So to me, um, I don't know. The party's that, over. We think I steak dinner. At the oh, end of this yeah. Year. Dude, you're, you're so losing this bet. You're so fucking losing this bet. Okay, so Agent Count was up for the fourth time in a row. We think it's it's going down. You think it's going to go down lower than NAR says. I think it's going to go, it's going to be a little bit higher than NAR's right. estimate. Okay, right. we know that. Yep. Uh, we talked about like differentiation, whether it's you yeah. know, a listing or an agent. How? What does that fucking mean anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, in any meaningful way. And, you know, what... Uh, you know what, what what happens next right what happens next with um how how stats or how people the nuances of like that differentiation right i mean yeah but what is the next iteration of like differentiation if it's not stats if it's not if it's not putting you know weird logos or, or on fire or, or pretty sparklets on a listing what yeah what, is, what does differentiation mean in 2023 to so, either an agent or, or or listing i mean i have an answer it's gonna sound like a non-answer okay i mean i'll be perfectly honest um so i think it's gonna come down to kind of the differentiation like you might apply to actors or models, okay, as opposed to athletes. Like, that's the difference. In other words, like, what is the difference between, I don't know, Leonardo DiCaprio and some guy that can't, you know, can't make it out of like community theater? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm, we okay, know it when we see it, but it's really hard to define. That right? star quality? Or it could be like acting skills, right? Yeah. But charisma, star, like, so we know it when we see it. We just, it, but when you try to define it, like, how the hell do you define what makes some of these stars stars, right? Right. And it's not just looks, because some amazing actors are not good looking, right? Um, and then same thing with like, you know, I guess models versus athletes. Where you have stats with athletes right. like performance. Did you get the touchdown? Did you not get the touchdown? Well, did I think you get the some, home run? Did you not? At some right? certain point in a career, 
I mean, there's stats that actors get, like, you know, he's the only person that's done a $3 billion movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of stuff. But I, I feel what you're saying there for sure, right? Um, really, what we have to be watching out for, Rob, though, is, like, what happens? I mean, because when this is when you're going to know shit hits the fan. When you can buy oil with gold, holy shit, man, it's all over with. When it, you can buy just, what? With gold? When you can buy oil with gold, yeah, we're all fucked. We're all fucked. We, we should have done that at the beginning of this episode. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I promise you, we are going to have an episode where we talk okay, about this. Sure. Find an economist who's really smart to come on and talk to us. That will what be happens. the dr- I will, One side of the conversation, somebody will be drinking, and it will be me <laughs> for that episode. <laughs> I'm going to find somebody. We're going to yeah. do this. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. We need like a guy. We need somebody in the Middle East and some gold guy. Nah, you know who'd be the perfect person would be. Again, it's not like we're not a big enough channel. I think that he would consider, but maybe I'll reach out to him. Would be somebody like Luke Roman, you know, over at Forest for the Trees, right? To say, hey, what happens if the euro dollar system collapses? Like, what happens to housing? What happens to mortgage bonds? You know, and he'll terrify the living hell out of us. Yeah, good. We need it, like we, yeah. We could we if we really want to do it, we could get Noriel Rumbini, the Doctor Doom. There we go, Doctor Doom to do it. Yeah. So, all right, brother. I can't believe we actually spent an hour talking about <laughs> this. This is the theme of our show, man. How the fuck can we keep talking about the same shit over and over again, but finding a new way to kind of look at it? I have yeah. no. I, I'm. It's a mystery to me too, Rob. It's a mystery to me also, bro. There's that, and we're like the Seinfeld of real estate podcasts, a show about nothing. <laughs> yeah. So this will be this will probably be released next yep. Wednesday or something. Yep. So or yeah, next Wednesday. So people will already be at Inman. Yep. So you're either going to be listening to this on the on the plane ride home, or um, if you're getting there later on the probably most if you're really bored at the session, maybe listening in your room. Yep. Um, but I hope everybody has a great time there. I, yep. I wish I was there. Couldn't make it. Um, and we are still looking for another sponsor, right? So reach out to me, um, you know, Rob or Sonny, and let's let's uh, let's get you on here, man. We got a good audience. We got some good momentum. Uh, Would have been great to sponsor last month's episode because uh, really good or last week's episode. Uh, really content there, so please reach out um, yeah. if you're willing want to sponsor. Our, and and honestly, if you are if you are a home builder or you're in the new construction industry in some fashion, you need to reach realtors and brokers and CEOs of uh, MLS and such. Like we we are probably the channel for you. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, hey, uh, great to uh, see you at least over this. And uh, I don't know when I'll see you in person next, but it'll happen sooner or later. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Bye.